0: So the other night, you and I talked about it through text a little bit, but I went to see the meteor shower, the Perseid mm-hmm. meteor shower. Mm-hmm. I think I did it um, later in the evening after we recorded the last episode. I decided I had, mm-hmm. I had planned on taking a nap and then waking up at like two in the morning and driving out there. Uh-huh. But by like 1.15, I hadn't gone to bed yet. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to go and get up and go do it. Right. I'm not going to sleep for 45 minutes. I'll just feel like shit. So I just went out there and I go to this place that's like 30 miles south of here. And the place that you went uh, to see the comet a couple weeks ago. And I I wasn't paying attention. And I ended up like 15 miles beyond (laughs) the place. Right. And... (laughs) I'm looking at my, I, and I, like, I wasn't paying attention to the time. I was listening to music and just, like, not, just, like, kind of zoning out. And then it occurred to me, like, I should be getting close. I have to, like, pay attention. And then I, like, pulled up the the town that it's by, Lake Village, mm-hmm. and it said 15 miles. And I was like, I have another 15 miles and I looked at the map and I was like, oh shit, it was 15 miles back that way. <laughs> like, I don't know how you just go 15 miles, like not really out of the way, but, um, beyond, you know, beyond where now, you're supposed to go. Did
1: you just like pull over right away or did you head back to that?
0: No, I, I, that's a good question because my, my inclination was like, well, I'll just stop here and look. But then I, Like I chose the spot that I chose for like a specific reason, like, you know, like it's it's kind of where I stop is kind of in like a Z path, like the road is kind of a Z Mm -hmm. and it doesn't the road doesn't lead anywhere except to this like other road and it's not in a straight line. So like, there's no reason for anybody ever to go down that road, you know? And I, I looked for like exactly that kind of thing on a map. And when I found it, I was super happy. And so I like going there because there's never going to be anybody there. And like, okay, granted it's like, you know, by that time, you know, after two in the morning, there's not going to be anybody on pretty much any road at that time. You know, like I was driving down 41 and at one point I had gone like twelve minutes without seeing another car. Okay. Like in either direction. So I mean, there's never anybody around there. But I went back to the place that I usually go to and um just went on the side of the road and um turned off the headlights, got out, let give gave my eyes some time to adjust. And man, it was a meteor explosion. I have never seen so many before. And I don't know if it's because I've never gone like at that time of night, really. I usually go like around midnight or something. Right. So I don't know if it's because it, it really was like, you know, three in the morning, 2.33 in the morning.
1: Like how many were there per, per it, for like five minutes?
0: It, at least one a minute.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it. I, I think at one point I actually had more meteors than minutes. Wow! And I mean, it was it was craziness. And like a couple of times, I saw like you know two like almost simultaneously.
1: Right. I and, mean it. Uh, and last what Tuesday and Wednesday were the peak, right? Or Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. I think.
0: I think it was actually, I think they actually say like Monday and Tuesday were the best nights to go. And I went on Wednesday night, but, um, it was still great, you know, and it was, it was the best that I have ever seen it. Um, and I was really happy when I went, I think the first time that I went by myself, which was, I don't know, 2010 or 11 probably Mm -hmm. was the other best time that I'd ever gone. And I'd seen, you know, a handful of them. Right, But this time it was like, because they say that you can see up to a hundred an hour mm-hmm. and that always seems like a hundred an hour. That's like almost two a minute. Like right. really you can't, who's, who actually sees that many? I didn't see quite that many, but I saw a lot right. and I was really amazed. So I think next time I'm like, next time you, hopefully there won't be a fucking deadly virus that we have to <laughs> not hang out Right. And we'll, we'll arrange it to go at like two in the morning. Cause it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah.
1: Very awesome. I had, um, after we recorded Wednesday, I w- walked outside, I went outside probably around midnight, um, to possibly catch a few hopefully, but I mean, yeah. it's so fucking light around here.
0: Yeah. Well, um, it was, it was crazy because I, cause I, I just went by myself and then, um, because the kids are started school last week. So I didn't want to, you know, even though it's remote learning, I don't want them to be up all hours of the night or whatever. But, um, right. so I thought, okay, well I'll take them Friday night. Like it'll still, you know, it's still going on it. We probably won't see as many, but, um, We'll see a few, but, um, I was at Meyer at like, uh, I don't know, probably like nine o'clock on Friday night. Mm -hmm. And I went into the parking lot and I looked up and it looked like it was cloudy Hmm. and I was like, it's not supposed to be cloudy. Where are all these clouds coming from? And, um, then, but then when I drove away from that area where there's all that light pollution, Mm -hmm and got just like into a neighborhood, I could see that it, it wasn't clouds at all. I could see stars, but it was just like the reflect reflective light from all around, mm-hmm. like, like deadened the stars so much and kind of made this like haze over everything. Right. That it just made it look cloudy. And it was, it was, it, I, I had never noticed it before. I guess I never really like paid attention, you know, on a clear night, what, what it looks like. But, um, when i when i was out so i'm standing there in the middle and like you were just there a couple of weeks ago right mm-hmm, yeah so and it's like it is dark like super dark yeah and there's like there you you can hear in the distance like kind of faintly in the distance you can hear the traffic going by on 41 but for the most part it's pretty quiet but i could hear Whatever bugs were flying around, mm-hmm. and crickets, and a, an occasional bullfrog, but I heard some like other like beasts too, <laughs> like
1: like a bobcat.
0: I, <laughs> I, yeah, I was I was ready for a bobcat to jump out, and I was going to have to kick the bobcat's ass. Um, no, I. Like, I, I don't know if it was like, I I assumed that it was like coyotes or something, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was like far enough away that, you know, it just, it just sounded like, do you remember when we were, um, in the desert in Arizona in 2005 and sunset, we heard like those distant, like, like not howls, but we could hear something in the distance. Right. And that's like kind of what it hurt. what it sounded like. Like you could tell it wasn't too far away, Mm -hmm. but it was still like, okay, I can't see anything. So if one of these things comes up on me, I'm screwed. But then like 15 minutes later, I did hear like, it was like in the middle of a soybean field. And I did hear like a rustling and like a a noise. And I, I have no idea what it was, if it was just the wind. Well, there wasn't really any wind, so I don't know what it was, but it, Freaked me out enough that I turned on my iPhone light and like scanned <laughs> scanned the area <laughs> to see if I was going to get attack, attacked. Attacked. Did
1: you hear <laughs> uh, like uh, yipping, like bark, like barking yips? I so like uh, Emily's parents. They have a big life field behind their house it's like uh-huh. 20 acres or whatever and they rent it out and but they have coyotes out there and you can hear them at nighttime, and they're like kind of like yipping barking laughing not like <laughs> hyenas but i mean right. distinct
0: yeah yeah these were um it, it was it it wasn't like howling it was It was, um, maybe it was, maybe, maybe it is the noise that you're talking about. I don't know. I, it just sounded like, like not angry. Mm -hmm. And there were two of them. There were two of them that it seemed to be like going back and forth Mm -hmm. and like one of them. It just sounded like whining. Like it, it actually, it it sounded like he was like giving birth or something. I guess it would be she, if she's giving birth, but like, um, but yeah, it, it, it was a it was a weird sound that i hadn't heard before which worried me a little bit too you know um but i i didn't get attacked so that was fine (laughs) and but then i was out there for like i don't know 45 minutes or an hour or something and then like um it started getting i thought clouds were moving in but Mm -hmm it wasn't clouds. It was actually fog. It was actually like ground level fog that was like kind of settling down. And so then I, you know, once that started moving in, I just took off because I couldn't really see through that or anything. Mm. But it was, man, when you're standing there in like a wide open space with like a billion stars overhead, complete pitch black, just like nobody else out there, you feel pretty insignificant.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's why wild. it's wild being out there and it's not that far from here.
0: Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That, you know what? I didn't think about that. It's true. I mean, it's cause it's, it's a bit of a drive, but like 30 miles isn't that far. Right. You know, like it's, you, you don't have to go that far to get like just away from everything you know Mm -hmm. and it's easy to it's easy to forget that like most of this country is just wide open space right but that's one of those that's one of those examples where like yeah it's just nothing to see and you can feel you can feel um pretty isolated right i was relieved because you had said that when you went out there there were the bugs were crazy but like there were there were no bugs at all i didn't i didn't put on bug spray or anything so oh wow yeah I I really lucked out. I don't know if it was because it was cooler or I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but I was not bothered by bugs at all. So okay. maybe two in the morning is the time to go. (laughs) So anyway, um, so since I couldn't take the kids Friday night, there's another, if, if anybody wants to go see a meteor shower, the, the Perseids in August are usually the best ones to go see because it's it's warm out it's you know usually a nice evening to do it um you know you have a reasonable expectation of clear skies but in december there's the geminid Mm -hmm. um, meteor shower which did is did you come out with me for that one that would like we went out one year when it was cold
1: yeah is that when sure yeah Uh
0: uh-huh
1: uh-huh and we drove
0: out to Wheatfield, i think right yeah yeah Yeah. and um that one is supposed to be really good too but like it's just usually cloudier in in december and it's um it's colder so but um but uh my kid's mom rented the uh or reserved the the beach house for that weekend so and it'll be kind of deserted so i'm hoping that with a couple of nights in a row they can get at least a clear night at least you know for a little bit to check them out because i'm sure it'll be new buffalo should be a really good place to see them i think oh yeah especially like in the winter like in the summer maybe it's going to be lit up a little bit but in winter Mm -hmm. nobody's around Mm -hmm. there so it should be nice and clear so Anyway, a couple more months, and you'll have another good one. I'm sure there's smaller meteor showers in between then, but I don't know what those are.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, there's an app that I have that actually um, popped up with a, another meteor shower.: um,
0: Oh yeah, and, going on right now, or
1: Yeah, um, let me look.
0: Yeah, and I was I was surprised watching the um, the Perseids the other night that like it they they were like in all directions. It seemed like I was seeing more to the southwest, but there were some coming in all directions. The moon at that time was to the east, but it was just a little sliver, so it didn't interfere too much. But um, uh, and the, for the Geminids, there's going to be no moon, so that'll be even better in December. There won't it'll be right. easy to see them. Um, the this
1: one it, it's all it, it's also happening now it's uh um it's the kappa Cygnids okay and it uh peak is tomorrow so
0: huh that's cool yeah god knows if we'd be able to tell the difference between the two you know i, know. I think because i think the perseids are they're they're waning a lot but i think that they're still around right um it's just cool that i mean those those they've been around for so long you know and but they and we just know like th- when they're going to be there and you can time it and everything so right
1: and i mean i wish we like knew about them or like as kids i mean yeah yeah well i mean well we i mean come we on could have but
0: yeah, we we could have, but like, were either of our dads the kind of dad that's going to take us out in the middle of nowhere to watch meteors? No, no, no it wasn't going to happen. Right. Like, we we would have been more likely to uh, to for you and I just to go walk by ourselves somewhere, I know, I know. you know. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can we can see him now. And that that's the cool thing is that like all it takes is is one time of seeing something like that when you're like, "Oh my god, this is so cool. I want to see it. I want to see it more," you know. But um I don't know. I I just never even heard about that stuff when we were kids, except for Haley's comet, you know. Right. I never knew like this stuff happened every year, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean I, I mean, I remember r- randomly, uh, catching a falling star, uh, like, oh, really? up. but you no, know, to me, like that was probably, p- 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 uh, part of a meteor shower and I just didn't realize it.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I don't, cause I don't think that I ever saw, um, like a, a shooting star until like till I moved to Highland so like after 2004 I remember like going to the li- the library one night at like eight o'clock and seeing one and thinking oh my gosh I, I don't think I've ever seen one of those before so I, although I mean you know I don't I don't ever remember really looking for them either so right. um yeah but when you know you're there, when you know they're there they're they're fun to look at mm-hmm. um all right let's see okay well this is something that we have to talk about today because it's it's an, it's a significant date august 16th do do you know anything about august 16th
1: is it auburn hills
0: um Oh, I, I don't know. It might be. It's not Pearl Jam related. It's Famous Person related. But let's see.
1: This is when Elvis passed away, right?
0: Very good. Yeah. Yes. Which I, I knew. But I forgot that not only was it when Elvis passed away, but it's also when Babe Ruth passed away. Ah. So Babe Ruth and Elvis... Um no, Auburn Hills was August 23rd, yeah. 1998. And then we also went to Chicago. Um what year was that? Um to see Pearl Jam. Um 2009. Yeah, 2009. August 23rd, 2009. We've seen them twice on August 23rd. But um August 16th, uh Elvis and Babe Ruth died on the same day, which I don't know if it's amazing or not, but it amazes me because you have two of the like icons of the 20th century that died on the same day. Right. The same date, you know, it just, I don't know. Like, because really like (laughs) who was big, like in their, and even just in pop culture, like I was going to say in their respective industries, but out, even outside of that, like everybody knows ba- who's, who Babe Ruth was mm-hmm. and everybody knows who Elvis was. Right. And they both died on and, and they both died young. Babe Ruth was like 53 and Elvis was 42, I think. Right. So.
1: Yeah, man. He was our age.
0: Oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even think of that. Right. Well, he was a little older because his birthday's January 8th to August 16th. So it's that seven, seven months and eight days. Right. So Any, that puts me. In,
1: right. And uh, a ton of drugs. So. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. We, and I mean, you know. We're smart enough just to limit it to cocaine. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, that <laughs> you son of a bitch. I wish you didn't say that. Cause like, you know, I I, I often have these feeling <laughs> this feeling that like, okay, I'm about to do this, I'm about to do this, I'm about to like, you know, break through on the podcast or break through writing or break through, you know, do these like I can I I have all of this time to get all of this stuff done. But then, like, Elvis has already done fucking everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, at 42, like, the clock is ticking to be doing that shit from scratch, you know? <laughs> like, are there are there any musicians who, like, you know, became popular after 40?
1: I don't know. I, I'm sure there are. I'm sure that. There are some who, you know, were like worn as well. No, they were like doing it for years, then had a big hit and then got popular. But I I, like off the top of my head, I can't think of them, but I'm sure that they're out there.
0: Yeah. Well, I I always bring up the um, the uh, thing with with Rodney Dangerfield that like he was 40 before he started making it big. Right. And, you know, he was born in 19, 1921, November 22nd, 1921. And um, he, he'd, I'm trying to see, but like he he was in his sixties by the time he started appearing in films, you know, and um. so there's, Rodney Dangerfield's a late bloomer. He made the most of it. But uh, anyway, August 16th, there was there was um, oh, no, because we had talked about um, how Abe Lincoln and Charles Darwin were born on the exact same day in 1809. Oh, here's the other piece of it. So you have Babe Ruth. I knew there was I knew there was another piece of it. I knew I was missing something. So you had Babe Ruth. An Elvis that died on August 16th. And guess whose birthday it is today? Whose? Madonna. Ah. Another, like, icon of the 20th century.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I'm just amazed by by coincidences like that, you know? Right. And then, and if stupid fucking Michael Jackson, if he would have just been born a little bit earlier... Madonna was born August 16th, 1958, and Michael Jackson was born August 29th, 1958.
1: Man, what a jerk.
0: (laughs) 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 So so they they were only born 13 days apart. That's crazy to me, too. But um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Where's my list here? I was, (laughs) I was delivering groceries this morning Mm -hmm. and I'm driving in Hammond and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to this house that I hadn't been to in a long time. I kind of had a rough idea of where it was, but I'm trying to like, and you know, like the house, I was in the section of Hammond where like houses are super close together. You know, there's like four feet between houses or something. And, um, I'm, I'm going slow trying to figure trying to look at the addresses, and of course, there's no like you know, okay, before I get into this, let's can we just all agree there should be a universal location for the house address? like
1: well I think yeah, I like I mean it sh- should be on the m- mailbox and you no know, on the ho- like it depends on the ho- how the like house is structured but i mean it should be yeah
0: yeah i i mean even to just to say like on that like you need i think and obviously it's too late to do this now because you have 50 billion houses that are Go built ahead. but like somebody at some point should have said okay it's common like architectural architectural design to put the address like you know Eight six feet off the ground to the left of the door Mm -hmm. and no matter what that's always where you find the address because speaking as somebody who has to deliver to stupid houses at night and can't find the address it just infuriates me and especially when you go to like places that have like a garage will have that or a house will have the address like right above the garage Mm -hmm. and then have like two a light on either side of the garage door Mm-hmm. you can't see the address at all because the lights are so bright and they're not reflecting on top of the garage. You can't see shit. So like, just take the fucking lights off. I have a better chance of seeing it without the lights. Right. But all right. That's a very, uh, well, special, that's a very specialized complaint. <laughs> uh,
1: well, um, um, when I was doing home health and,
0: Oh yeah, you had the same thing. Oh well, yeah. But
1: the probably worst one was there's this uh i th- like in in Chesterton, there are these like kind of newer condos uh-huh and none of them had like unit numbers on them oh they were all just like a b c d and e like so all of them just said like a b c d there were like no house numbers no unit numbers so i had to call call the lady i'm like i i think i'm in the right spot but like nothing (laughs) number and it's just like yeah that's a issue here blah 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 and i'm thinking like and uh, and they're really nice so why the hell didn't the builders just like spring or the last i don't know thousand dollars <laughs> to put up numbers like
0: yeah i mean there's there's a, there's also houses that i like like these huge like you know six hundred seven hundred 800 thousand dollar houses that will put the address, like, not by the front door, like on the garage that extends like 40 feet away or, you know, on a, on like a stone on the ground in front of the garage or, or in front of the house or something. So it's like you, you have this huge house that nobody knows the fucking address. So I don't know. Let's, let's, on on the on the social problems <laughs> ladder that's pretty goddamn low but it's pretty frustrating damn it <laughs> um what was I eating? what were oh oh so so i'm driving slowly okay and i see <laughs> i swear to god i thought it was Danny Aiello <laughs> do you remember Danny Aiello yes the fuck the actor that, yeah who who by the way played Madonna's dad in the Papa don't preach video mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember that i do yeah why do i remember? god i don't know why i remembered that i i also remember him from um do the right thing that spike lee movie he was that yeah. movie was fantastic
1: I never watched it. i what else is he in he He's in like, uh, like mobster movies, isn't? he? Yeah,
0: yeah. The Godfather Part Two, Harlem Nights, um, Moonstruck, Hudson Hawk, okay. Ruby. Oh yeah, I think he played Jack Ruby, didn't he? What
1: yeah. Jack? Okay.
0: In that in that movie about Jack Ruby, yeah. Which now, like looking at him, he kind of looks like Jack Ruby. But yeah, I mean, Danny Aiello is just one of those guys that everybody knows. Right. Like you know, like you just you just know him. But I also know that he died. Like in December. So I knew he died recently. I'm looking right now. He di- he died December 12th. Okay. So I was pretty sure it wasn't him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I mean, it looked exactly. And of course, it didn't look like 80 something year old Danny Aiello. It looked like Papa Don't Preach Danny Aiello. So it obviously wasn't him anyway. But I got like for a split second there, I got really excited that like Danny Aiello was just hanging out and in Hammond for some reason, <laughs> which, you know, obviously makes no sense, but, um, you know, it, it fooled my brain for a minute, Right, but it, it, it made me think like, have you, it, it made me start thinking about where I, I have seen famous people like out of the blue before. Do you have any like famous people citing stories?
1: Well, I mean, uh, the, Sammy Sosa when we were um, going to the Atlanta game in 98, right? When we were driving to the field.
0: Oh, yeah. We saw him. We saw his car, right? Uh Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that.
1: And I'm pretty sure that uh, I might have talked about it on uh, here also, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure we saw R. Kelly. <laughs> Where we, we do you so, remember that, so we went to a national show, it was a Blue after show, okay, for the national. So, I mean, it, I don't know, it was back in like 2012, it was in uh, yeah, at the house house of blues and the show didn't start until like 11 or 11 30 and we mm-hmm. were there until like 2 a.m. so uh we're driving on the bishop Ford at like 2 30 in the morning he and of uh, it's august and of course there's construction workers and um uh we're kind of stopped and i Look over to my left is this like black Ferrari, and and the driver look like R. Kelly, and I mean he <laughs> uh, at that time he, he had a house in Olympia Fields. Oh, okay, right? south. So I mean I was like really really staring at him, and he like drove on to the shoulder and took off <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was him So he,
0: he probably thought you were the heat coming after right, him for, I, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, he probably had some underage girl in his car with him right and then
1: um, I don't know like back in 2013 maybe we were coming home f- from New Orleans Uh And, uh, at the NOLA airport, I, um, we were walking in to the, um, airport and, and, and Jimmy mouth of the South was (laughs) fucking walking in. So I was like, holy shit, that's a mouth of the South. So I, I, I didn't approach him, but we like checked in and, we were at her gate, and he walked past. I'm like, I gotta fucking talk to him. So I mean, I kind of jogged after him and stopped. And he, he was—he was totally cool. Um, like he was on a promotion for WrestleMania. I, I think it was at the the dome, like in thirteen or fourteen, whenever it was. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. He and I. Oh God, I swear, like. I I swear, one time I was flying. I don't know, like five years ago. I swear, I saw the the, the iron sh- sh- at get airport. Yeah. I think I emailed you or called or told yeah, you about it. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i forget you had you had told me the jimmy the mouth of the south heart story too and i forgot about right. that that's so odd awesome. that he's like the perfect kind of guy to see in a place like that mm-hmm. you know it's like you know him and like it's meaningful to you but like probably not a lot of people were noticing right
1: him. right um i'm trying to think of who else i mean <clears throat> those are the random ones Now I've run into people and bands like around the concert hall, like before or after, but I mean, you know that they're out there. So,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But those are the random ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I have a hard time thinking of like, people that I've encountered like that, you know, like, like I've, I've met, a, we met a lot of people at the Cubs convention, like, you know, you go up and get autographs and like, you know, we saw, we saw Lee Smith who's a Cubs hall of fame mm-hmm. pitcher like in the lobby and he took a picture with my son and he was super cool. And like, I, I think I've talked before about how um, when I was a kid, the comedian Tom Dreesen, I was in the bathroom and the comedian Tom Dreesen, who, who was like, he's he's been around forever. He opened for Frank Sinatra for years. He's just, he's just a really well-known famous comedian and I'm peeing at the urinal. And he comes up right next to me and is peeing at the urinal right next to me. And I just remember thinking like there, there's no way that he, he thinks that this 11 year old kid knows who he is, you know? And you know, I, I, (laughs) I had enough sense not to, Offer my hand to shake his hand at, at the urinal. So, but I, I did write about I did write about that on my on my blog, Dry It in the Water, on the Chicago Now website, um, a couple of years ago, and he actually commented on my post. Oh, really? Yeah, that he he had read it. And I, I suspect that he probably has like a Google News alert for, you know, whenever his name is mentioned mm-hmm. or something. And and that it came up in the Google News alert. But, um, I like when I was in high school, um, I went to the, what was it called? Um, Business Professionals of America. Mm-hmm. Like, state championship thing in Indianapolis or whatever. And we were at a hotel and the Orlando magic were in the hotel and we didn't know that they were there until like me and uh, this kid named Skip and this kid named Andre were just standing by the elevator and the elevator doors open and Horace Grant walks out.
1: Oh shit.
0: And like, Someone like that, you know, Horace Grant's what, like six eight or something, you know, like somebody like that's going to stand out, you know. And we were just like, oh my god, was that Horace Grant? And then like somebody else, some of a couple of the girls had seen Shaquille O'Neal, and like I knew Nick Anderson, the the guard, he was he was there too, and it was just like all of these like Orlando Magic players are all around. But that's I was I was thinking about it all all day today, and that's really the only people that I can. The only encounters I can think of other than like you know Cubs convention or Wrigley Field or something, you know um, i I don't know <laughs> i have I have a friend who tells a story about how she was in Indianapolis, I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and the Super Bowl was going on in Indianapolis, and um she and a couple of her friends like. We're at a bar, and this guy from a from this guy like invited them to this party at a hotel. And so she, she and her friends go to this hotel and knock on the the door of the room. And who answers the door? Derek Jeter. <laughs> Just- and like she knew that the guy was like associated with Derek Jeter but like Derek Jeter just like answers the door and they they walk in and there's like you know a dozen people hanging out or whatever that kind of stuff would just be like (laughs) crazy you know like oh look there's Derek Jeter like oh are you oh I did it wasn't really an encounter but like at my work um gosh I don't know 10 or 11 years ago by now they filmed the movie proof with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Okay.
0: And um, Gwyneth Paltrow was hanging around our building for a couple of days. Oh wow. So like I remember walking out after work with my mom and Gwyneth Paltrow was just standing there on the sidewalk like eating something like it, it was like between takes or whatever, and there were just like a bunch of people standing around that were like eating sandwiches, or I don't know what the hell it was. But I mean, she was just standing there like a regular person, you know, wow. and it was just like, holy cow, that's that's pretty cool. But, um, was it a documentary to prove that sh- uh, sh-
1: <laughs> her acting skills? Are you not a a Gwyneth
0: Paltrow fan?
1: I don't watch many movies, but the ones I've seen her, yeah, she's. There's a reason why she doesn't act now. I mean, (laughs) she just said, look, I can't keep this shit up. (laughs) She's a terrible actress. And then people I tell that to usually bring up that fucking. what, Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, Shakespeare in love.
1: Yeah. Where I don't I don't know she, she got n- nominated, right? For a uh
0: No, she won. She oh, won an oh, no. actress right. But Yeah, but,
1: charity case.
0: Yeah, well, the the um from what I remember hearing that the the story behind that was uh Harvey Weinstein was the producer of that. Okay. And it, he just kind of like really campaigned for that movie. And it, I mean, because it won Best Picture also. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, everybody just kind of, he was just so powerful that he just kind of made it happen, you know. Right. But, and, you know, God knows what other kind of repulsive things <laughs> right, he had right. to do, you know. Right. But, um, Yeah, so I, you know, I don't, I I remember seeing her in that and thinking, you know, that it was good. I liked it. But um, let's see, she beat Kate Blanchett for uh, Elizabeth Fernanda Montenegro, who I've never even heard of. Meryl Streep and One True Thing and Emily Watson and Hillary and Jackie, okay. which
1: so I, mean, I don't think
0: I've ever seen any of those, but fucking Meryl Streep, come on,
1: right, right, it's fucking Mer- Meryl Streep. I mean, like Weinstein was pulling something,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, all right, well, let me let me get my um potential guest list out here and cross off Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> Gwyneth- oh, <God. laughs> She's if if we ever ask her she's gonna be like let me listen to some episodes and we'll be like just don't listen to episode 62 right right we're gonna talk some major trash about you <laughs> although as as a rule didn't didn't we come up with the rule that we're not going to invite people who name their kids apple on, <laughs> on <here? laughs> like really come on why are you naming your kid apple that's Inexcusable. She she didn't fucking ask me, but whatever. Um all right. So we covered that. Uh okay, here. Let's let's um well before I go on to this, I, I played baseball with my son Brian today. Okay. And I was re- reminded today, I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but I was really reminded of it today that like he just turned 14. Uh which is and like, he's gone through seventh grade. He started, he's in eighth grade now. And like seventh grade is like the year of change for kids. Like a kid at the beginning of seventh grade and a kid at the end of seventh grade are like completely different kids. You know, it's just like the change is just like crazy. But I was playing baseball with him today and the he's, he's like a man. Like Uh he's almost six feet tall now.
1: Jeez
0: he throws the ball harder than I do now. He throws the ball farther than I do now. And like, we're playing long toss at this park and he's throwing it without much effort at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting everything I have into it and getting it to him on like a hop sometimes in the air, but mostly on a hop. And a couple of times he's just throwing it over my head. And then like he's I'm pitching to him and he he's hitting it and like whatever you know his he's he's doing fine but then he's hitting him to me in the outfield cuz he wanted to toss him up into the air and he's hitting him to me in the outfield and I'm chasing him down and whatever and throwing it back to him but like When I was hitting them to him, he's like tossing them back to me on the fly. I'm like rolling them (laughs) into him. And it just like really struck me that like this is the this is the turning point in our relationships. Because like up until this point, or up until, you know, before a couple the past couple of years, I've had to like take it easy on him in athletic things. Right. And this is the beginning of the end where, like, now he has to take it easy on me on things, now, you know?
1: Did you, like, were you feeling old or were you happy? Okay. Were you feeling, like, happy? Were you feeling, you know, like, like oh, shit, this is a big turning point? Were you, like, well, fuck this, man. I got to fuck <laughs> up shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck no, I, 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 I was... <laughs> I was like, I was appreciative of it, like it it was cool to me, but it did like put me in, um, because like I I feel like, and like when he was hitting me fly balls, I was surprised how well I was tracking them down, you know, and I was like really running after them and like making good throws and cutting things off, and like I was I was doing really good, but it also like like just seeing how well he was doing and how much he's caught up with me. It kind of like put me in touch with my own mortality a little bit, you know, (laughs) like he's, you know, I'm 42 and I haven't even played baseball regularly now for like 25 years, you know? So the fact that I can still do any of this stuff, I guess is good. But like, if I were a professional baseball player, I would be retired Right, I couldn't play baseball anymore. I'd be washed up, you know. And just well, seeing no, him—no,
1: I'm just he, he would be Julio Franco. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'd play till I was 48 right. or whatever. But I, and just seeing him, like who's just at the beginning, and just like you know, d- things are just coming so effortlessly for him, and he's you know, it just it's it's just fun to see, you know. And it it just really makes me. Also, like my obsession with time, think about how quickly the time passed from me being like the 14 year old kid playing to now, right. you know. And that was, you know, 28 years ago. And 28 years from now, I'm fucking 70.
1: Right. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. when I think of it like that, I'm like, oh man. Right. But, you know, just to set the record straight here. I can still beat that little asshole in a foot race. Yeah. So he might be able to throw farther than me and faster than me and probably hit farther than me, but but I can still beat him in a foot race.
1: All right. There you go.
0: So I got that going. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's nothing more admirable than a dad who's just looking for ways he can beat his son. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, you're um, um, willing to admit it. I'm sure that that, that happens often, like <laughs> yeah. you no, know, maybe like one-on-one basketball or like right, golf yeah, golf or tennis. I mean, might be like ha- happy, happy for them. But I mean, when you're competitive, you're competitive, and it's like, wait, hang on a second, it'll <laughs> yeah. take you down.
0: And well, and that's the other part of it that like, you know, we're, of course, we're never going to fight. But like, if we physically fought, Uh he's big enough and strong enough. Now he'd kick my ass. Right. Like, and he, he's growing and I lost some weight. So we're probably about the same weight now. And, and he's definitely stronger than I am. So like... (laughs) other than the fact that I know he's such a nice kid that he would, he'd feel bad about beating me up. Right. And like, I'm his dad. So of course I'm going to feel bad about beating him up. So there's not actually going to be a fight. But if, if just like, if we hated each other, Oh man, I'd, I'd be in for some serious pain. (laughs) Um, Mark Marin always talks about how, and he has like a real tough relationship with his dad, but he always talks about how father and son relationships are always a fight to the fight to the death of the dad, the son trying to outperform the dad Mm -hmm. and the dad trying not to let the son overcome him. Right. But that seems, I mean, I think that's a very special dynamic or very not special, but like unfortunate dynamic, if that's what you're experiencing, (laughs) you know, I think that says more about his, um, His relationship with his dad than any truth that there is to that right um all right i I did but that that brings me to this i do want to get your opinion on and we talked some about baseball last episode but i want to talk about it again here right what's your opinion on the cardboard cutouts in the stands
1: um i whatever i mean yeah people want them they want them if they don't they don't. I mean I like personally, I mean I've been watching a little bit of sports without fans and I yeah. it hasn't phased me at all. I mean I yeah. like like I don't watch the fucking watch fans. For me personally, there can be no fans forever and I'll be fine. I mean yeah. I mean I, I think it like benefits certain players also i think there's a higher higher level of play possibly and folk I, I mean look at you darvish you guys a head case okay and yeah probably because he lets fans get in his head like maybe they aren't heckling him but he obviously cares about what people think and right so when he has a a bad pitch or Bad inning or whatever, like it gets in his head, and I really think Anne's being there impacts him. Without the fans, he looks like fucking Bob Gibson. So, (laughs) um, the only the only thing I was like anti was pumping in the crowd noise. Yeah, Um, no, I when they talked about that. I was like, why the hell they need that? But I mean, it doesn't bother me really. I, I don't care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I'm, I'm kind of, I I think I'm of the same opinion on, on most of that too. The fan noise thing at first, I thought it was kind of dumb to do, right. But, um, I, I didn't see any of the Cubs games this weekend, but I listened to them all on the radio Mm -hmm. and (laughs) They do such a good job with the fan noise. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, you can't even tell that there's not fans at the game. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they're playing it, you know, during like, you know, big pitches and big, you know, plays or whatever. And you can't even tell. Right. When you're, when you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I thought, you know, just thinking about the cardboard cutouts, cause I was, I was, it seemed like at the beginning there 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 weren't many of them, you know, like they were just like a few rows of them or whatever. But I was watching um who was it? I can't highlights of somebody tonight and they had like their entire outfield filled with cardboard cutouts. Okay. And it looks like like thousands of them probably. Right. And I thought like you could make that kind of a cool thing in in a couple of different ways. Like you could offer fans the chance to have their own face in a cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. Like here, pay to have your face in a cardboard cutout in these seats. Right. And then at the end of the season, your favorite player signs it. Right. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or you could get, you know, famous people who might be fans of the team or not, or just associated with the city or whatever and put them in the stands and then have them sign them and like auction those things off for charity or something. And I mean, there's just a lot of cool things that you could do with it. I don't know like really what the, what the, the initial like purpose of those were. Do you know what they have? The, car- the cardboard thing.
1: I think just to, make it look more real not more real, but to just kind of take away the empty space but I think you no know, I think the 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 Dodgers might be doing that where they let the season ticket holders like take oh, picture okay. and you no know, I think it's donated to charity I think or. I know that the White Sox, I think are do that also. Um, yeah. what the, the ticket holders, like send their pictures and I was watching a game. I think it was, um, last night it was the angels and Dodgers, but I can't remember where, where it was. I think it was at the angels, but, uh, but they had like famous people. It, it was like, obviously like famous people. So um,
0: that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, at first I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, I mean, it might still look ridiculous if you're looking at it up close, Right. but like in, in the, um, the video that I saw of, where they the outfield was filled it was somebody had hit had hit a home run Mm -hmm. and you couldn't even really tell that they were cutouts right it just looked like people in the stands um but it it was i don't know i mean i don't think that they're going to end up with the entire stadium filled with them but right now and and now like it's been you know it's been however long a few weeks and I think it's kind of more kind of a what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of a gimmicky thing now. Right. I think they can like teams can like kind of run with it now, you know, and um, I don't know, figure out fun things to do with it. But if you can't have people in the stands, then it is interesting to me though, that the Wrigley rooftops are open.
1: Well, I no, I thought, before this all happened, I, you know, I figured they would be the only baseball team with with spectators because of the rooftops. Right. And, and I mean, I was watching Friday. There weren't many people. Right. But the people that, like, were there were, 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 were like, all over each other. Uh, really? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> i was watching the seventh inning stretch and yeah yeah i mean it's like group of group of bros like hugging each other and uh uh singing and stuff and yeah
0: i mean the one thing that it has going for it is that it's outside, right. you know, so although I mean, a lot of those rooftops, probably all of them have an inside portion, too. Yeah. But if you if you do stay outside and you do distance, then you probably are, you know, more than likely pretty safe, right. you know. Yeah. And if you if you do the mask thing inside. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there weren't many people uh, on uh, on each one. I wouldn't I mean, I, I didn't count it, but it seemed like under like 15 people on each rooftop.
0: Yeah. Oh really? That few? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they seem pretty empty.
0: Wow. I thought there would be more than that. Especially. I mean, they're, although I don't know if it's that they're, you know, decreasing the supply of tickets or if that there's just a decreased demand because people are worried about it. Right. I don't know. Um, and I I often, have you seen anything um, about, like, people being able to stand outside of the park? No, yeah. Because, like, I, I so bad want to, like, go down to Waveland and just hang out for, like, batting practice in the game.
1: Yeah, I don't know, actually. I haven't heard.
0: Or if they have it, like, blocked off. Right. I could see them doing that, you know, like, you can't get into this space so people aren't congregating there, You right. know. Because especially during batting practice, like there have to be some balls sailing out of there during batting practice, I would think. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. You can bet that if I go out there to check it out, I'll come on here and talk about it because that'll be good. That's right. That'll be good podcast fodder for sure. Um, <laughs> then, Like, do you... A couple of teams have had problems with like the number of cases, right? Yeah. The Cardinals like went two weeks without playing uh-huh. and, then, and did you did you see how they got to Chicago? No they they're so worried about their players now that they anybody who could have been exposed or could could be could have any problem with it at all drove their drove rented a car and drove by themselves to chicago oh so they rented they rented 41 cars to drive the team to chicago wow yeah like that's a serious commitment to like you know isolation yeah you're not even riding with somebody else it's just 41 41 car caravan to chicago (laughs) which it would be really interesting to see if like they all left at the same time or if they, it was scattered throughout the day or if it was like a race up I-55 to get to Chicago or whatever. They- I remember years ago, the bears used to train at Platteville. Do you remember that? Yep. And, um, when they broke camp, it was always, the news would always have a story about, um, how they would, they would race, um, back to chicago from platteville to see who could get back first <laughs> and they would like all leave you know approximately at the same time and then whoever got back first like got something i don't know which <laughs> just seems like an insanely bad idea right you know you have all these like ultra competitive guys who were you know driving god knows how <laughs> fast to
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there are no like Driving sports cars, probably.
0: Yeah, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, luckily, I I never heard about any accident or anything, but it seems like a bad idea. Right. Um, are you a fan of mangoes?
1: So, so I guess I'm not. So I've okay. um, eaten them. Uh, I've tried them for f- from different countries. Um, and
0: you mean in different countries, or just eating them from that they from were grown different in
1: different countries? countries. Okay, the mango from from India is like it's way better than from a mango from like Mexico.
0: All right. Well, now I have to go check my oh, mangoes. Yeah. Go ahead. But I'll let you know like, what I have. Still,
1: I mean, I don't know. It I I think the the taste of it just just overall, I it's like it's okay. I mean, I'm I would I would eat them yeah. if uh if I was like really hungry and there's not many options, but I'd rather not have one. Um they're just okay. I don't know.
0: I I I never had a mango until like a couple of years ago probably. Okay. And then I and I didn't I didn't really like it too much. Right. Um but then I bought one a few weeks ago for um I, I can't remember some recipe that I was making. And now like I cannot get enough mangoes. Yeah. Like I have, they were 67 cents this week, which is insanely cheap. Okay. And I've, I'm eating like one or two a day as they get ripe. (laughs) And the ones I have here are from Mexico, but now that you say the ones from India are better, I want to try and hunt down the ones from India. But I mean, they drive me crazy because they're a pain in the ass to cut because they have that like hard center. Mm -hmm but there's nothing that delineates the center from the rest of it it looks the, the exact same it's just hard right. you know so you go to cut it and you run into this hard thing and i, I don't know that's the that's the only thing but like i just love that that like sweet pepperiness yeah oh that boy man anybody who wants to study Brian Crawl's vocal intonations should go back, and rewind, and listen to that yeah, yeah over and over again. That's his... I hear what you're saying, but I totally fucking disagree. <laughs>
1: well, so, you no, know, I. N- n- it kind of reminds me of a sweet, mushy carrot. N- n- not mushy, but like, I don't know. It's fibrous. Yeah. I think. And it, I don't know why it um, reminds me of a soft carrot, but I don't know. I, yeah. Like I said, if they're part of a fruit salad, I'll eat it. Okay. Okay. But I, if it's like on its own, if you said here, take this mango or take this, Pineapple. I'm gonna pick pineapple always. Um
0: Yeah, I I love pineapple. I, I can get rid re- I've I've actually like burned my tongue from pineapple oh, yeah, before.
1: Yeah, I mean it's that whatever is in it, that acid or
0: yeah, that acid in it. And if you just eat a lot of it, like yeah, it's it's really good. Uh-huh. Um I have this. um, I think I've talked about this before. Um, Mark Bittman, who is a food writer, and he used to write for the New York Times. He compiled this this list. It's 101 simple salads for the season, mm-hmm. and it's from 2009. And this printout that I have, it shows that it was printed July 22nd, 2009. Okay, and I've had this what 10 page printout for the past 11 years uh-huh. and it was sitting on my nightstand for a couple of years it was lost in a not lost but stored in a cookbook for a couple of years it's been it's been like all around and then and like when i moved it was one of the things that i hunted for and i was like i'm bringing this thing with me right but i've i talked before about um the radish sandwiches i've been eating right which i'm still eating <laughs> But, um it and the salads are like you know, it's when I think of salads, I always think of like you know, lettuce and whatever, but that that's not what this is. It's just all sorts of things. And here's the recipe that I'm gonna try when I because I want I want to eat mango. So we're gonna do a little radishes and mango mixed with coconut milk, lime juice, curry powder curry powder and cilantro or mint okay curry powder i'm not sure how that'll mix in with it right but it'll probably be good but it'll definitely be see curry powder that goes back to your indian mango things
1: curry powder is good
0: curry powder is good coconut milk is good too yes i i i haven't cooked with I never cooked with coconut milk until recently and now I've been making things left and right with coconut milk that that's definitely good stuff good stuff all right man what are you drinking anything good
1: yeah I had um, while we were recording I had a uh, 1792 bourbon uh, it's good it's uh, pretty inexpensive still and it's re- really smooth so yeah
0: 1792 yeah is that the name or is that an actual year
1: no it's the name okay yeah, <laughs> I it's, uh, <laughs> I, it's uh, out of out of uh out of barton distilleries and it's named of uh, for the year when kentucky joined the u.s okay declared it a state or whatever i think
0: yeah that sounds right that's cool yeah all right well um what are you having i just drank a couple of dogfish head uh the perfect disguise double ipa nice and they were good um but they were my refrigerator kept them cold (laughs) i didn't i didn't have to worry about it well
1: yeah well i mean the um Bourbon. I had a clear ice cube in it. One of my,
0: one of your self-made yeah. ones. How's that going? Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. I have about eight more left. Um,
0: nice. But what size are we talking on these?
1: They're big squares. Uh, okay. They're a little over two inch squares. Okay. Um, but uh, no, I I think. What I'm gonna have next is I'm gonna pour in old Granddad bourbon with some Lang ice and it's gonna chill it. It's gonna be nice and cold, okay? because what Lang ice does is it keeps your drink happy and your mouth happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> old granddad <laughs> yeah. bourbon yeah,
1: old granddad is um like a bot it's technically a bottom shelf bourbon, but it's one of it's really good. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's really good. It makes great um old fashions and other, okay. other bourbon cocktails, but on its own, I, I think it stands up well. I, it's like in every day drinking bourbons. So, no, you don't want to blow through your good shit. So, I mean, I mean, you want a decent lower level bourbon. And for me, it's old granddad, uh, Evan Williams and the yellow label Four Roses. So, which are all
0: nice, solid. nice, and,
1: and all pretty I, cheap.
0: I was, um, I almost texted you last night I, when I was picking up this perfect disguise. They had a rye that was on clearance from like 19.99 per bottle to $8.99 per bottle. Okay. And I can't, oh, I told myself I was going to remember what it was. And now I can't remember what it was. But I was going to text you and be like, hey, is this worth buying at $8.99? But I didn't. Fuck. I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back and text you. <laughs> because if it is worth buying, I'm just gonna buy a couple. Was of it at Meyer? No. no, it was at, at the liquor store. Oh, okay. Um, mm, I don't know. I can't remember. Darn it. I'm gonna have to go back to the liquor store. <laughs> oh man. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. All right. That sounds like that's the end of the episode to me. Yes. And uh, we, we made it through and they made it through with us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll appreciate it even more if you tell somebody else to listen and then make them listen. Tell somebody else to listen and then quiz them on the episode to see if they actually did listen or not. Because we don't want anybody lying to you guys about whether they're, they're listening. But um, come back Thursday. We'll have another entertaining episode for you. Until then, thanks.